It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my Genghis Khan. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. But amusing. Wax, you you laugh least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was gonna say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Wax Wheel Podcast, and it is actually today, September twenty sixth, twenty twenty three, when we're recording this episode. If you're watching it live, or if you're watching pre recorded. Today is a three-year anniversary of the show, so we have been doing this for three years. Uh, this is episode 64 of Interviews with People, so dope conversations with dope people, that's what we do. And uh, here we are with another episode. Before we get into my guest and what we're going to do today, we are going to talk about sponsors. As you know, I'm on a journey right now with Thunderbro. Uh, Thunderbro is you know, Dave Lipson, and he has been a uh, CrossFit level four instructor. He's been a personal trainer. He's been a a professional baseball athlete. He's been a CrossFit Games athlete. The dude is fit. Uh, And he has developed a program called Thunderbro. I'm a huge fan. Just did, uh, it's Tuesday. So it's uh, Chesticle Tuesday. That's what we did today. So we did chest in the gym today and uh, had quite a burner, but I'm down uh, over 20 pounds now. After being on the program, we're doing it for 90 days. I'm just over the two-month mark, so uh, very excited about the results so far. And not only is it just you know weight off the scale, but it's also body composition and, and eating and eating cleaner. And even my wife said that when I eat clean, I don't snore, which is a plus for her. So good all around. If you want to get in with Thunderbro, it's T-H-U-N-D-R-B-R-O.com, Thunderbro.com. Check it out. You can hit all the links in bio and all those sorts of things uh, if you go on Instagram. And if you use the code WEXAPPEAL, we're going to be setting up some, a, I believe, a free month of training or a free week of training. I'm not sure, uh, but we are getting the details together with that. But you can also get the ebooks online for $9.99 right now. So get over to thunderbro.com and get on the Shred program with me and come look and feel your best. My other sponsor, the best way to wake up in the morning, especially when I'm traveling like I am today, I'm actually in a hotel room right now, uh, is Strong Coffee. Strong Coffee is my absolute favorite way to wake up. It is instant. You can pop it in a cup of hot water, mix it up. Their new flavor, hazelnut mocha, is absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, You can put it on a subscription, but if you use the code WEXAPPEAL for 10% off of your order, you get 10% off every time you order from Strong Coffee. So hook it up, strongcoffeecompany.com, use code WEXAPPEAL. And also, if you do like the WEXAPPEAL promo code, you can also use that at Blackout Barbell, which is my go-to when I want some great gear to work out in. I love their shorts. I love their shirts. They've got a weightlifting belt. And uh, you can go on blackoutbarbell.shop and use the code WEXAPPEAL to get 10% off your order there as well. And um, another thing that we're going to be doing, stay tuned to our Instagram because we are doing a giveaway, a huge package giveaway with Strong Coffee, Thunderbro, and Blackout Barbell all getting together, and we're going to pick a winner. Um, You're going to go on Instagram, like all those pages, follow along, comment, share, do all those things, and we are going to pick a winner and send you a Strong Coffee, Blackout Barbell, Thunderbro gift pack all together. 
So stay tuned. That is coming very soon in celebration of the three-year anniversary of the show. On the show today, I have a friend of mine who we uh, we have met through our travels in semifinals and the CrossFit Games and all those sorts of fun places that we go. And I'm going to bring her on the screen now, if I can find the right button. There she is. Hi. And I'm going to butcher the name. I, I already told you I would. Kelly Sikolovsky. You nailed it. Nailed it. There we you go. You nailed it. You set she, me up to believe you were going to botch it, but you nailed it. I, you know, I try. I, I try not to. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty good about it because if I have to like like DJ like 5Ks and, and all sorts of events and things like that. I get these names on the on the you know top three sheets that I'm like I don't know and I'll just throw it out there and I feel like if you have a complicated last name you're kind of like I, I give people a bone I'm like it's okay it's a toughie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly, you are here today and you are the co-founder of the Fem Fit Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so you got a lot of things going on with that, um, and you are a CrossFit coach as well, and you are out in the community with uh, the CrossFit Games. We met at semifinals, right, uh, this past year in Orlando? Oh, yeah, I think we I met think so. in Orlando. I know, that feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't. I know, I know. It was only in May. Yeah, um, when you gave me candy. I did. I Actually, so that's a pattern, apparently, because I gave you candy in, at the CrossFit Games as well. Listen, that was no. the best surprise ever. I still have the video. I need to post it. I was like, did you even post it yet? I I've didn't. been, like, holding on to this information. You have so, to post the second one. So here's the thing. <laughs> so... At the semifinals, so here's the difference. So at semifinals, I was going around. It was all indoors, and it was fine. I was fist bumping, giving candy, handing out candy. Well, as you know, the CrossFit Games, it was very hot. <laughs> so I go out to an event. I watch the event, and I reach into my bag, and I pull out a Snickers, and it's just squishing. <laughs> And I'm like, I can't hand this to people. This is disgusting. All the all the chocolate that I had in my in my little fanny pouch that I was doing for fist bumps at, at semifinals, it was all just melted. Not the same candy from semifinals, like new candy. We we replaced <laughs> the candy. Good. We replaced the candy, but it was all melted, and it was it, and it just it did not go over well at the games. So I did not get to do my little you know handout candy, which was so much fun at semifinals. Um, yeah. But I did get to hand you candy um, because we were joking about um, nerd clusters. Those gummy clusters, man. Gummy clusters. You're done. And I made a joke that they don't come in like individually packaged <laughs> things. So I was just going to like give you a hand of gross <laughs> gummy clusters. Sweaty. <laughs> sweaty gummy clusters. But I actually gave you a bag of gummy clusters. I'll, I'm going to post that after we after we post this. You have to because like... If you're looking for a reaction from somebody, like you have, you just come to me because it, it made my day. <laughs> you react, which, which is exactly what you said in Orlando too. It was like yeah. it was perfect. So yeah, yeah no, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. But we were we were actually hanging out. Uh, where were we? Big Dane. I think so. Right for the LSKD workout. I was there for the um, HWPO. I think Deadlift we were like class. Kind of passing and then in and, out. and then Sarah was coming in with Com Porter to do the LSKD workout. So yeah, you were, there, you were there for that. Yeah, when I conveniently was like getting a phone call, so uh, one of my coworkers she went and did the workout, and I was like, oh, important call. I gotta. 
I yeah. got that outside real quick. She was doing like burpees over the dumbbell and like biking. And I was on the side on the phone, just like, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. She could have been paired with Carrie Pierce. I mean, was, was that who you were paired with? No, no, oh, no, no. Like, but Carrie Pierce you. was there. She was there doing the oh, workout yeah, and her. somebody, and somebody got paired up with her. And I'm like, Oh, you poor person. Cause and, and now let me let me preface that Carrie Pierce is the most amazing person in the entire world. She's so sweet. She's and the sweetest person I'm ever. Pretty sure she's also from New Jersey, and so am I. So like, yeah, she's up. She's, she's up in that that area. That area. <laughs> but but she's also insanely fit. Oh, and she's a machine. Her do any of the like, <laughs> what was that one workout that they did? was all the strict handstand push-ups and when she beat all of the men in that oh, body Mary? workout. Yeah. Is it Mary? Yeah. I think so. It was like just so cool to watch and just just watching a human machine. Yeah, well, it was Mary and then she did Atlanta the next year. That and one was beat crazy. everybody there as well. Um including Matt and Tia, which, I mean, they were on, they were on cruise control at that point. They but, were, yeah. <laughs> but still, like. But still, I mean, yeah. she went and beat everybody. Uh, I mean, and she's an amazing athlete and, and an even more amazing person. She's just the absolute sweetest every time I've seen her and talked to her and, you know. Yeah. It, it was actually cool to bump into her at, at the event. And, Has she uh, been on your show before? Yeah. Yeah. That's she's awesome. actually, She's actually been on twice. She came All on right. once by herself and then. She came on with um, Alex and Ariel Owen. Oh, awesome. Um, before Wadapalooza last year. Um, and that's yeah. this is actually where they got the name Humble Killers for Wadapalooza. That's right. Um, we were joking around and we were talking. I'm like, you guys are, you know, you guys are the nicest people in the world, but you're also monsters. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like you're these little humble killers. And they're like, we like that. I think we're going to name our team that. And, and they did. Like, if you could put creds wax appeal at the bottom, I'll get you guys water. shirts and you can wear them out of Wadapalooza, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Humble killer sponsored by wax appeal. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you guys nerds gummy clusters in my bare hands. Throughout yes. The <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, um, but so Kelly, you are on the show today. I'm sitting here talking about all, all the stuff that we've I know, we're gonna done and hung out and, and talked to people. But let's talk about what you're doing, um, which I think is very important. And But also as a guy, I have no idea how to even ask you questions about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forget who I was talking to. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, you know, you had you were on the kettlebells and cocktails with with Nikki. Yeah, like, that was such a great interview because Nikki's a woman and she knows what to ask. And I'm like, I'm a dude and I have no idea. I'm like, yes, I have a wife and I have four kids and two of them are daughters. But you know, yeah, what are, what are you doing as far as the FemFit Society and how did it come about? And you know, kind of explain it to me, a, 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 just a, a, a guy who's like. Yeah. I have no idea. You know, what's funny is that we were at, um, we were at girls gone RX Denver this past, I guess last weekend. And, uh, my husband was there and I had a table. I was kind of handing out stickers, you know, just trying to like spread the word about FemFit society. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And he was like, wait, I have to hand out these stickers. He's just <laughs> a big man. And I came back <laughs> and I swear to God, he, ha he handed out 50 stickers in like five minutes. And he said, Oh yeah. Yeah, this is what my wife is doing. Look it up because he was the same way. He's like, I know it's something important. I just don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so um, Lindsay Marcelli and I, so Lindsay is the founder of Girls Gone Rx. 
She's also, also the founder. Also yeah. been on this show. Yeah. Lindsay is yeah. Yeah. amazing. And so Lindsay and I kind of worked together um, through her nonprofit, Compete for a Cure. Um, I was kind of just, we, we randomly met and we just kind of hit it off. And so I really loved her mission and I was looking for just a, a charitable mission to kind of get involved with. So it was just a perfect fit. Her and I are like same wavelength. We're both like hustlers. We just, we want to kind of be the best at everything. And um, yeah, we just, we both like have that same, you know, when you meet someone and you're thinking, wow, like we would work really well together. That was yeah. kind of how it worked with us. So it was super natural. And so we had worked together kind of on the Girls Gone Rx side of things, on the Compete for a Cure side of things. And in my head, I had started thinking, hey, like, there's so many media outlets out there that's focus on specific things, focus on the sport, focus on the news, focus on the community. There's really not a ton for women specifically. Mm. So if you think about it, you'll see some great articles every now and again on postpartum content, on like... I talked about this on Nikki's podcast, but like Annie Thorstadter did a great article with Morning Chalk Up a couple of years ago about postpartum depression. But those are all kind of little blips in space where you see it yeah. and there's really not like a home for it. Like, obviously, like if I'm talking about women related issues on these other ones, it's just a little more narrow of like a an audience. So Lindsay and I both kind of separately had that thought of I wonder if we can make a newsletter specifically geared towards women that are in the fitness space. It's not just CrossFit. We wanted to kind of hit every kind of fitness. So it was one of those things where it was like, you were thinking it, but you said it. And so Lindsay brought it up and she said, why don't we make our own newsletter? And I was like, why did you say exactly what I've been thinking about for a while? Um, So yeah, I'd love to say that we, we sat around and planned it for a really long time and we kind of just said, you know what, let's just do it. And so thus the Femme Fit Society was born. Um, we are on, I want to say we're on like newsletter 17. So we, we put one out once a week, every Monday morning. Um, we call our, our readers baddies. And so we're like your weekly dose of baddie energy in your newsletter or in your inbox every week. But gotcha. Honestly, our our goal really is to just create an inclusive community for women who are in the fitness space, whether they work in the space, whether they are just interested in fitness, whether they work out all the time, and just have different resources, hear from different people, get some different perspectives, and kind of just have a place for all that content that might be one-off for all these other media outlets to kind of live. Um, We really try to promote female owned businesses. We try to promote really just women helping women. Like I always say, we're not anti-man, we're just pro-women. And so that's really kind of what we've tried to create. So we've got our newsletter that goes out every week, but we're also super active on social. We're trying eventually to kind of get into podcasting. Um, which is why I have my nice fancy microphone. But yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we talked about that. You're gonna start podcasting, and, and that I had to ask it, you how to use before the call started. No, <laughs> but you um, talk into it. No, <laughs> just exa- I was like, I was like, is the button on? Is this thing on? Is this check check? Yeah, yeah. we go down like the YouTube rabbit hole, and it's it's telling you you need to have these functions, and you're gonna be super. I, I was overwhelmed, so 
I well, did the old, let me just plug it in and ask Wex. <laughs> well, I told, I told you this offline, but uh, you know, this is of course the three year, today is the three year anniversary of the show. So Happy thank anniversary. You, thank you for being on the show. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, fine. important guest, important milestone. It's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, but it's funny because similar to what you're saying is as far as starting, you know, FemFit is the same mm-hmm. way this started. Um, I was like, man, I should do a podcast. I should do a podcast. I like, you know, I like podcasts. I think it'd be fun to host a podcast. I should do it. And I talked about it for probably about a year to two years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden a buddy of mine started a podcast and I'm like, how'd you do that? He's like, I, I literally downloaded an app on my phone. He's like, I sit in my closet. <laughs> He's like, I sit in my closet with my phone and I record a podcast. I'm like, it doesn't sound like you're sitting in your in your closet. You're like, don't tell on me the phone. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, dude, it's super simple. He's like, you know, download this app, check it out, and you know, you can do it. And, and I told you, is like the first like probably ten episodes. I thought I was talking into a microphone. I mean, I was talking into a microphone, but that microphone apparently wasn't plugged in like I thought it was. So it was just recording on my phone. So like the first like 10 episodes or so are just me talking into a phone and that's the audio. But were um, you in a closet when you were recording I, it? I mean, I was in an office like shed. Oh God. <laughs> I was, I was, I was in my, I was in my he shed um, yeah. <laughs> we, at the house we were at. It had this, um this like one, like two room, like office type shed sort of, situation in the back that we just okay. converted into a i just converted into a little like man cave man cave yeah you know right. i had a, i had all my you know posters and stuff up and you yeah. know, figures and things like that and metals and whatever and just try to do a backdrop and um that's how we started the show just talking into a phone and the first mm-hmm. i think i think the first six episodes was just me just talking and then got the very first guest, which was Margo Alvarez. Oh, that's um, so cool. Who was absolutely amazing. And yeah. good guest you for know, your first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you set the bar pretty high when you start with Margo Alvarez. Yeah. And uh, she had just come off of finishing um, second on the NBC Titan Games. Oh, and, yeah. you know, we got to talk to her about all that and coming up in the games and it just had a great time, you know, speaking with her. Actually, I need to call her and have her come back on the show because um, right. now she's doing like tac- yeah. she's doing tactical games and she's, you know, doing and all sorts like, of stuff. Doesn't she have like a business now that she she's like got a winery or something? Oh, she's had the winery. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah so in, cool. in fact, in fact, I ordered bottles of wine for the show so that if we could taste it and like do like a, oh, a, a so tasting. Like, so it was, yeah, it was so I love fun. that. I've been meaning to try her wine because I feel like that's super cool. Oh, it's so good. Like I said, female owned business. So yeah, absolutely. Um, well, when you do the podcast, call up Margo Alvarez and get her uh-oh. on the show. There we'll you be go. Drinking wine on it. That'll be exactly. Uh, that'll I mean, be risky. <laughs> she, she she does um. What is it? She does wind down um or, or earn your grapes. I think it is. Um, okay. I, I can't remember what her what her exact slogan was. Yeah. Um, but it's like earn your grapes. So she does like the whole workout thing, and then you have a glass of wine at the end. You know, oh or, or so you know, at the end of the night. I so. would work out so much harder if I knew a glass of wine was waiting for me at the end. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can make that happen. <laughs> I mean, we could. My like $7 bottle of wine from Costco is probably not as good as her wine, but. Yeah, yeah it's not. I, yeah. I'm, I'll be honest. Yeah. It, her wine is very confirmed good. Confirmed it's not. <laughs> confirmed. I've had it. Um, But I like, I yeah. kept the bottles because the bottles are artwork too. 
Um, yeah. So she told a story about like one of the bottles is a painting that her sister had made. Um, unfortunately, her sister had passed away. And oh it was like God. one of the last. It was there like were... one of the last um, paintings she had done. So they put that on the bottle. I can remember yeah. seeing a video of like maybe it was a recording of a voicemail from her sister mm. and they did some video about it. And it was one of those where you're scrolling through Instagram and you don't expect to be crying. Um, yeah. And then a video stops you and you're like, I am not in a environment that I'm in a coffee shop. Why <laughs> am I crying? <laughs> I was like, I am not in a place right now where I should be crying, but here yeah. I am. Yeah, no, that's really cool though. That's awesome. Like yeah. ode to her sister for sure. And a, a buddy of mine has a, has a um, podcast as well. And he does a lot of videos where it's like, like people coming back and surprising their loved ones from the military. Like, oh. and I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, um, I, honestly, I can remember a time where I would like YouTube videos of homecomings from the military. And it was, I just, I guess I just wanted to cry. It just wrecks <laughs> you. It just oh, wrecks you. The, and, and the dogs, when yep. the dogs realize, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, those videos we're, we're really we're really spiraling here glutton for punishment with those videos um oh, there's yeah. another there's another guy i i um follow um md motivator um you've probably that. seen his videos he always he like he'll blindfold himself and hold a sign that says if you need a hug i'm here <gasps> people just come up and give him a hug and they're like hey how you doing and he just starts talking to him and then everybody's crying it's like oh my gosh i mean um but now he's doing now he's doing this whole thing where he's just giving money away. I so, mean, I would love to run into him then. <laughs> well, like he'll like he'll run into people in a store and he'll be like, um, "Would you like a thousand dollars, or would you like to give it to people in the store?" And you know, most of his videos, the people are like, "Well, let's give it to somebody in the store," and they'll walk around and hand it to people. Oh. And then at the end of the video, he's like, "Because you were so nice, here's like ten thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, if you were like that one person who was like, no, I want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, then it, then it probably takes a whole different turn on the video because like, well, why? Yeah. You know, what's going on with you, you know, yeah. that, that you want to keep it. And, and there have been videos like that where it's like, hey, times are tough. I need it. You know, it's yeah. just so funny because like I think about even just coaching and like the amount of times that I've been coaching and walked up to an athlete and just asked them like genuinely hey how are you and had people just break down in tears oh, because yeah people just don't ask because they want to know yeah and it's just yeah it's so funny just you someone genuinely asking and caring all of a sudden you're just like <laughs> So, yeah. So we're going to turn this into like a crying show here. Wex, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to cry for your three-year anniversary. Yeah, right? why do we, yeah, we got to, got to, you know, we're a fit. We're going to get all into our emotions here. and <laughs> Which is so funny because like I'm so not like a super emotional person. So yeah. we've really taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so you know, talking about like, you know, kind of some of the stuff that you're, that you're doing, you know, with, mm -hmm. with the website and, you know, with social media and the stories and things that you're telling, mm -hmm. obviously there's a lot of emotion behind it. Um, you know, there is, you know, all those sorts of, you know, the stories and things like that. What are some things that you've seen even since starting it that have kind of been like, yeah, this is why we're here. 
Like, have you had any of those moments yet where, you know, where you've gotten feedback and people have been, you know, kind of talking to you about the, about the content? Yeah. So, I mean, we've definitely done a lot as far as like fertility issues. Um, Lindsay and I both have had, uh, miscarriages. Um, I've had multiple at this point. And so I wrote an article kind of just about my experience, went pretty in depth and it was very vulnerable, raw, just Mm -hmm. actual what I was feeling at the time. And it was really therapeutic, obviously for me to be able to write that, but it's so risky when you are about to publish something like that. It's literally like when you're a kid in middle school, like writing in your diary and then like opening it up to the world. Um, Also fun fact, my two best friends at my wedding read my diary as part of their maid of honor speeches. So nice. They're listening. I hate you both still, but um, (laughs) yeah, it was so funny. They literally read out one of the guys I had a crush on and his mom is really good friends with my dad. And she was there and was like, I texted him. I was like, that's so cool. That's so that's embarrassing. Great. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, before I published it, it was just one of those things where when you're, when you're publishing, especially about something that has to do with your mental health, something that has to do with obviously something that's just, and it, I didn't want people to read it and think, oh, wow, she's crazy. But mm-hmm the reaction was just amazing. I had so many people that DM'd our account, DM me personally and said, Hey, I just had a miscarriage a couple of days ago. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and so even just one DM, I was like, okay, every effort that we've put in so far is worth it now. And now any effort we put forth covering different things, like we want to talk about postpartum mental health. We want to talk about menopause. We want to talk about being a woman who's prioritizing your fitness while also wanting to have a family. And just those specific things that people might be struggling with internally and behind closed doors, but Mm -hmm. just to have people read an article and think, wow, someone else is going through exactly what I'm going through and be that relatable kind of content that they can look at and think, oh, there's, there's something for everybody and what you're going through. That's kind of the ultimate goal. And as we put out more content, as we like trying to work on getting some more like professional advisors to kind of help with guiding some of our articles, because obviously I'm not a doctor, I'm Mm. not a a therapist, I'm not a pelvic floor specialist. So we've been trying to kind of rope some people like that in that can give medical, um, emotional kind of advice. And so mm-hmm. having that all kind of live in one place and just having those resources available for people. I just think about like the first time I had a miscarriage, I didn't even know where to go for any kind of support, any kind of uh, what now kind of articles. Yeah. And so it was really cool to be able to create something that I knew hey, if me a year ago read this, I would have felt less alone. And so the reactions from people after that were so cool. And it was just something where Lindsay and I looked at each other and we went, yeah, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I, and I will say this for, for the guys 
that are are listening as well. I you know I don't want to just I, I wouldn't necessarily say to just classify it just for women. I mean, some of your content, of course, would be you know just specifically mm-hmm. for a woman. But you know, as as a husband, um, and this is little known fact about us. And you know, we have four kids, but though that's not the little known fact. But in between um, our two oldest and our two youngest, we actually had two miscarriages. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And yeah. and one of and the first one was actually very late term. Um, so it was okay. like 14, 15 weeks. We oh, were geez. literally that week going in to find out the gender and we're just there for our, you know, normal routine checkup. And mm-hmm. as a guy, you know, there's a loss, but I have no idea what is going through, you know, the, the mind of my wife. And as yeah. much as I can ask her and, you know, as much as she can tell me, it's, it still is not something that you can put your, you know, put your, you know, yourself in her shoes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a guy, I think it would be very important also to look at the content and be like, okay, well, you know, maybe I need to read this and, you know, figure out what, you know, what my wife is, the, where she's at in a headspace, even if she can't be in a place to tell me where she's at, mm-hmm. be able to look at someone else and, and, and somehow kind of, yeah. Like educate yourself on what, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I think about a lot, like obviously my husband's perspective, you're not the one physically going through it, but you're also watching this person you love physically have to deal with this. You're emotionally grieving as well, but mm-hmm. you're also like, I just remember my husband, which Honestly, if you have a partner who does this for you, like you've hit the jackpot, like did not even think about his own feelings, just was always, are you okay? Are you okay? What can I do for you? Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because for you guys, you are also, that's your loss too. And so, yeah, stuff like that, where you can kind of at least have a glimpse into what maybe is happening. Um, but yeah, like I would love to see more resources for men as well in that situation because talk about women don't know what to do. Men really don't know what to do. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> well, and and we alluded to how the gym is kind of that safe space mm-hmm. and it became that safe, safe space for me in that moment as well mm-hmm. because I remember actually, I think I actually PR'd my back squat right after all that happened. I'm like, I just need to go to the gym and just kind of let yeah. some things out. And I remember, you know, like loading the bar, you know, throwing it on my back, doing the back squat, grabbing a towel, throwing it over my head, sitting in the corner and just stopping. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's what I'm. And the coaches were just, you know, they were super cool. Just kind of, they understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. Just kind of left me on my own, Um, you know, came over to check on me and things like that. But, you know, knew that I just kind of needed to, you know, go through it and deal with things as they were. Yeah. And um it was really cool to have that that type of space and you know we talk about crossfit as far as the community and things like that but I don't feel like I would even I don't feel like going to a globo gym I would be comfortable with that. No. You know or 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 going anywhere else but you know going to a crossfit gym because it is that family it is that community it is you know these are the people that you you know literally share blood sweat and tears with whether it's because you're crying because of a workout or crying because yeah, of something yeah. emotional that's going on there's tears regardless um many times blood a lot of times sweat 
Yes. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, you're going through life with these people. Whereas like, you know, I was in a, you know, I'm like I said, I'm in Miami today, you know, on, for, for business. Mm -hmm. And this morning I went to a, you know, like a globo gym and it was fine. It was great, but no way would I feel you know, comfortable. You know, anywhere comfortable. Yeah. Why did that guy? Why did that guy just back squat? Of you know, yeah. You know, a whole bunch and just started crying in the corner. They're like, this is just weird. You know, it's uh, it's actually funny you say that because like even on the flip side of it, when I came back from having for some reason like my first miscarriage, I think I just like was like I'm fine, and I went right back to coaching, right back to like working out, probably a little sooner than I should have. Yeah. The second time that was the space that I was so scared to go back to because of that, like close tight knit, like all these people know I'm going through it. Like they're yeah. all going to look at me and just want to hug me. But I'm like, if you hug me, I will cry. And yeah. it was just, it was so funny because all the guys at the gym were like the ones that were like they couldn't even help it they'd just come up and like give me a hug like a little side hug but they'd be like i just like physically can't not give you this hug but yeah. it's it's funny because yeah like that you go through it with those people and you build those bonds and like when somebody's down especially being a coach you're there for so many people so when people see that something's happening to you all they want to do is repay you for all the kind things you've done for them and all the the things that you've helped them with but it's unfortunate when you're yeah there's really not much anyone can do but i will say that getting back to the gym and getting back to that sense of normalcy i'm the same way i want to work through it physically as well and yeah. what's hard is that obviously after that happens you can't work out for a little bit so yeah. You're already in that headspace. You're already like, oh my God, I'm losing it. But now my stress relief and my like just world is kind of flipped upside down. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's even just stupid stuff like that where you just, you need somebody to tell you you're not crazy. You just need to work out kind of thing. Like that's the yeah. same content we try to we try to kind of pull together for just family. get in just move yeah and you know just do something yeah just kind of you know get the get the wheels turning and get going you know somewhere else and, and yeah. just kind of be in a different place we started with candy and now we're just both crying it's i know <laughs> right it's like oh man this is such an emotional <laughs> oh my god we're like Ugh. anyway <laughs> anyways um yeah so how about texas <laughs> Quick swerve. <laughs> yeah, quick swerve. Um, no, but I, I think it's very important that that people, you know, really dive into it and see both sides of, of of the coin of you know what's going on. And for guys to actually, you know, look at the content too and be like, you know what? I'm, you know, and like like we'd said, like, you know, you came up, you came back and you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Clearly not. Um, yes. you know, and you know, and I don't mean that in like in a, in a criticism at all, but we do that all the time. No, it's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. Um, mm -hmm. but clearly you're not. And if you know, you are going through that with somebody being able to see the perspective of, of someone, um, that, that is going through, that has already gone through it. You can kind mm -hmm. of understand maybe a little bit more about what your partner's going through. So 
I think it's See, cool. I think it's something for the guys that, out there too. It's for the dudes too. It's for the dudes, um, we'll throw a bone really. to the dudes every now and again. Not, <laughs> I mean, not not exclusively, but you know, you can learn. You can it, learn things everywhere. It's so, funny because our two biggest fans are uh, my husband and Lindsay's husband because they both yeah. just read the content and go, "Wow, guys, that was a great article." <laughs> it's just yeah. funny. I'm like, yeah, you know, pring on your period. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, and, and, you know, not only, you know, is in my wife, you know, and she's gone through, man, she's gone through it. Um, yeah. Four kids. As, she's been through it. <laughs> well, no. So kind of pulling back the layers of the onion with that, um, you know, the four kids, the, you know, of course the two miscarriages as well and, and, yeah. and all that. But on top of that, this past year, she's gone through a lot of surgeries. Oh, um, okay. so did you, I think we may have, did you go to Wadapalooza last year? Yes. I think we may have run into each other, but I don't think we knew each other yet. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but my wife was there at mm-hmm. Wadapalooza last year and she was running around with um, my second daughter mm-hmm. who is a CrossFit junkie. And oh, yeah, uh, I follow her on Instagram. Yes. So you follow her on Instagram. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so my wife, when she went to Wadapalooza last year, and a lot of people don't know this, she was exactly one month to the day. And actually had a procedure that morning um, of follow-up for a full double mastectomy and reconstruction. Oh, my goodness. Um, Because she had the BRCA2 gene. So it's not the if you're going to get cancer, it's when. Um, You know, basically, it's a, you know, I don't know how much you know about it, but it's a gene that basically you're going to get breast cancer. It's just a matter of when. So the only way to prevent it is to do, you know, what she's done or at least you know, greatly reduce the odds of getting mm-hmm. breast cancer is to have a full double mastectomy and reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, obviously had both her breasts removed and then they cut her from hip to hip, pulled out tissue from her stomach, put it back into her breast. So that it would all be, you know, done naturally. Mm-hmm. And, um, literally one month to the day she was in Miami, Wadapalooza running around chasing a 10 year old. Um, she's, she's, she's a- She's a beast. Yeah. yeah, She, she is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but like she's been through so much when it comes to like surgeries and things like that, that now trying to get back into a a routine with, you know, physical activity, like you said, it's like, there's only so much she can do. So it's, it's been hard. Um, yeah, but we're talking about some, some different things, you know, as, as you know, with Thunder Bro. So we're talking about possibly doing, you know, some stuff with her as well to kind of, you know, help her, you know, kind of figure out all that because, you know, she also had a full hysterectomy the year before, um, because, because of, uh, PCOS, uh, polycystic over disease. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, like she's just turned, you know, just turned 40 this year and already had so many, already you know procedures have, and having to go happen. through full, full menopause and like oh and, and you know early onset and all that sort of thing so she's yeah. going through all these different changes and life changes mm-hmm. and it's important for her as well to have a place to you know find information yeah. um, and it's one of the things that she's very diligent about is going and looking and seeking out information i was like okay this is what i'm doing okay what works what doesn't work yeah, um, being your own this, health advocate. Yeah, educating yourself on what your options are. And I feel yeah. like the internet can be a scary place when it comes to that. There's so many different conflicting things. Um, yeah, I I think PCOS is something I want to dive into a lot deeper too because 
I've talked to a lot of people who have that. And it's yeah. definitely something I feel like even as a woman, I didn't know a lot about until I had a friend who had it. Um, and kind That's of horrible. Yeah. I mean, the fertility issues that can come from it, the, even just the, the pain and yeah. it is something that one of those many things that I'm like, why aren't we talking about this? Uh, yeah. Well, and it's one of those things like when I, when, when her and I first met, we've been together, we, we got married in 07. So we've been mm-hmm. married for 15, 16 years. A hot minute. A little bit. <laughs> it's been a bit, um, <laughs> but we've been together, you know, even longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. literally over half our lives, uh, you know, together we met when we were like, she's two years younger than me. So I was 22. She was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, obviously she's just turned 40. So, I mean, half her life and half yeah. my life, um, yeah. together. And when we first met that, you know, I remember going to the doctor with her, you know, you know, earlier in our relationship before we actually got married, married. And the doctor was like, yeah, you'll never have kids. I'm like, well, you need to sue that guy. <laughs> my God. Send him the bill for our four. Um, right. You know, but- <laughs> Send him a Christmas card every year. Yeah, some of the Christmas cards. Like, hey, remember, remember those kids we couldn't have? Um, here they are. Um, and and like, how about a little bedside manner? I oh, mean. He, he was awful. He was awful. Um, she was not. I mean, I mean, her and I both we carry a little bit of weight. Um, you know, it, we've never been like super skinny or thin, but like this and guy was like, "You're obese." I'm like she's not obese. Cool. Like, tell her she's obese and then tell her she can't have children. Like, do yeah. you just like go kick her puppy too while you're on right? it? Like, uh, uh, so he was a horrible doctor. Like I, I wanted to punch him, but gosh. you know, it, it's, you know, things like that, you know, they, they told us she never have kids. And then when we finally did have, you know, our first kid, it was like a shock, you know, that we were yeah, having cool. a kid. Yeah. And then, you know, four years later we had our, our second daughter um, and then we're like, okay, well, you know, I guess we're fine. And then the two miscarriages happen. It's like, oh, okay, this is going to be tough. And then the third, we actually, you know, she, we did some, th- you know, fertility things as well mm-hmm. and ended up getting pregnant with our third, which was our first boy. Oh, yay. And, um, and then the fourth one was complete accident. She changed medications and it, yeah, basically hey. her, her birth control didn't work. And the fourth one's here. Hey. And now, we can't, now we can't see our lives without him. <laughs> But at the time right. it was like, oh crap, surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's been through, you know, so many things. So, you know, one of the things she's always been very diligent about is, is, you know, finding resources and finding mm-hmm. other people and, and, and reaching out. So those are some things that we're going to try and, you know, work through here in the next little bit. She just actually just had surgery a, a few months ago um, for, she had a, a hernia, which was causing her stomach to go into her esophagus. Oh, and then would she get really bad heartburn from that? Very bad heartburn oh, after God. reflux. Um, but like, like times a thousand. Like, yeah, not like not like normal acid reflux. Not like you ate marinara and have to take some Tums, kind of. Exactly. Um, so the worst pain possible. Oh. So what they had to do is basically they did laparoscopic surgery. They went through her stomach, pulled her, mm-hmm. or, or went through. I, I have to differentiate. They went through her belly to get her stomach, her actual physical stomach mm-hmm. and pull it back down. But because it was up into the esophagus area, all the other organs just kind of moved in. So yeah. basically you had to just rearrange everything, pull the stomach just down. Like and, Tetris and so. in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
so she's dealing with that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot and she has been a champ. She's been an absolute champ with it. Um, mm-hmm. and one of those people is like, you never see her sweat, but then, you know, I do. Yeah. So you don't know helping her. Doors. Yeah. yeah. So trying to help her walk through it and, you know, deal with the frustration of, you know, having to figure things out and okay, well, this is going to work. Okay. This is not working. This is working. Yeah. You know, and now being able to eat certain things again, cause she was on a liquid diet for like four weeks, mm-hmm. um, which was awful. Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah. no. so, yeah. you, you know, I mean, you, you're doing, you know, broths and, you know, soft, you know, soft I couldn't even do like, like a meal replacement shake for one of my meals a day, let alone no. only. And, and she couldn't because it was, it would, it would mess, it would mess her stomach up so bad. Like the protein yeah. shakes just don't work. So yeah, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a lot of trial and error trying to. And that's so you know, hard because navigate. you feel like you finally recover. You finally get back to a point of feeling like yourself again. And obviously with like these kind of things all just happening like one after another, it's so hard to get back, feel like you're finally feeling like yourself again, and then take like five steps backwards. And yeah. yeah, I mean, but honestly, your wife sounds like a superhero and she's also a mom of four kids and something about those moms, man, they are yeah. just so resilient. And like, I know for a fact, I don't even know your wife. I know for a fact she was probably still doing above and beyond in the mom game. Oh she, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to pick up 10 pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My kid is 30. I was going to say child <laughs> probably yeah. a little heavier. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, so wow. she's, you know, moving and doing things and, you know, now yeah. getting, now getting back into fitness and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been an interesting road, but you know, having, you know, the resources and, and things to be able to like reach out to people and, and talk to people about different things that are going on has been just amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, a big thing as far as, you know, support, you know, mm-hmm. having a support system. And I mean, really the whole thing with the, with the BRCA2 and the, the cancer gene is that she didn't know that she had it um, until she had gotten a DNA test. Okay. And yeah. I mean, the, yeah. How would you, unless you do the DNA test. So it's something that a lot of people don't talk about and maybe, you know, something that you want to look at is that yeah. people don't talk about the BRCA2 gene and doctors don't test for it unless you specifically ask them to test for it. And it's one of those things that is literally a life or death sort of thing, because if you, yeah. if you catch it beforehand, you can do so much preventatively to not get breast cancer and have to go through all the chemo, the radiation and Mm -hmm. you know, all that. I mean, yes, you still have to go through the surgery, but you don't have to go through all the after effects of, of what cancer does. And and catching it early before it turns into cancer. I mean, I I mean, I'm, I'm also a very strong component proponent to, I've seen what cancer treatment does and it's almost worse than cancer itself. Um, you know, my, my father, my father passed away of cancer and I watched him, you know, just basically decay and, you know, go through all the radiation. And this is back in the nineties. So, I mean, this, you know, the treatment was nowhere near what it is now, Mm -hmm. but it was just, it was brutal just to see, you know, how sick he got from the treatment 
just from the treatment of trying to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah, It is supposed to be making you better, but you're going to be deathly sick for X amount of time until we, you know, until we do it. And yeah, it's still, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like catching it early. Like that's honestly one of the reasons why I got involved with compete for a cure, because I think so many people don't, um, don't screen for those things. Don't, yeah, you go to your yearly, but you, the rest of the year, eh, whatever. But like thinking about but, your wife, if she didn't. But even with that. Interest, yeah. But even with that, yes, you can screen and you can screen and do the mammograms and, and do all that. But that's only to see if you get it. 100%. Yeah. That's not to look at if you have the, even the possibility, you know, like a yeah. higher chance of getting it because of something that's going on in your body that's genetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason she found out about it is because, like I said, she took the DNA test, but not be, not because of the DNA test. Um, the DNA test actually connected her with somebody on her father's side of the family who there's no contact with her father's side of the family. Okay. And uh, like his sister or cousin or whatever you know, was connected through this, you know, 23 and me DNA mm-hmm. test yeah. and said, Hey, I know you don't know me. I don't know you, but we're, you know, we're family. Um, and you know, this isn't us trying to you know have any contact or anything like that, but yeah. I just want you to know that, you know, like three people have died from breast cancer in our family because of this. And like these two have fought it and, you know, like basically everybody in the family's gotten it. Yeah. So, so get checked and she got mm-hmm. checked and realized that she had it and, you know, was able to preventatively do all that. And but it she was, got a DNA test and they didn't tell her that. Well, the DNA test just, it, I mean, it's, it's one of like the, tw- the 23 and me. Yeah. You know, like like general it, just, a, just a general, Oh, you're from, you know, you're 10% this mm-hmm. nationality or this nationality. But yeah. what it also does is it connects you with other people in your family. And okay, that's, so not- that's what, yeah, that's what the DNA test did is that it basically connected her to somebody in the family and the family reached out and told her to get checked. Yeah. And then she pushed the issue with her doctor to do the genetic testing because you, because it's genetic testing that, that shows right. that, I'm which isn't routine. familiar with genetic testing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> which, but so many people aren't and they don't right. even know to ask for it. And it's not routine, so the doctors don't recommend it. And it's so important to know the genetic markers, uh, you know, of of what you're predisposed to be fighting. Because yeah. so many people fighting, this is men and women, are fighting so many things in their body that they don't even know about. They're like, oh, why can't I ever lose weight? Oh, because you have X, Y, and Z. Uh, why yeah. can't I gain weight? Because you have X, Y, and knowing how to specifically tailor your fitness, tailor your diet, Mm -hmm. tailor all these things to create what it is that you want to do. And we get in our way so many times just because we're not informed and we don't know. Um, So that's kind of, that was one of the biggest things is that, you know, people don't get tested for, you know, for it. Um, And especially women, it's, it's, you know, obviously prevalent more in women than men. Mm-hmm. that, you know, to get checked and say, Hey, this is something important that you need to push the fact with your doctor. And she pushed it with her doctor. And I think it went back to, do you have a history in your family? She's like, yes, here's the history now. And, you know, kind of built on, built on from that. Yeah. And, and that's, what's kind of sucks is because unless, I mean, I only have had genetic testing done because obviously with fertility issues and with, kind of looking at what could be going wrong 
then they push you to get genetic testing. But sure. I've never had a doctor be a proponent of, hey, let's just check in on some things. Let's see what you kind of could run a risk for. And obviously yeah. there's a cost that comes with it. And there's companies you can look into like on your own, but to have, I mean, breast cancer runs in my family as well. And yeah. I don't have, I've never had a doctor tell me to do any of the testing that your wife had to ask for. Yeah. And so that to me is why aren't we more, more concerned about this? Why? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, you think about, gosh, like your wife's family member potentially saved her life by telling yes. her that. And yeah. that's insane to think that she, I don't know. The universe works in crazy ways to think that she did a 23 and me, which I only ever hear about because I listen to a lot of true crime and lots of people be getting caught because of 23 and me. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. We, we always joke like, my husband and I, if we do it, which one of our family members is a murderer that they're going to catch because of it. But um, so like she, if she hadn't done that, then she wouldn't have gotten in touch with this person. They wouldn't have told her this, like who knows what could have happened. That's crazy. Yeah. So that throws me on a whole different tangent now. Um, so there's a side quest that uh -huh. you need to do. Okay. Why? This is going to sound funny, but you probably identify with it. Um, just given what you just said. Um, why do so many women find peace and tranquility in murder shows? <laughs> it is. What, what is the science here? Of, I, you know, the sweet sound of murder that lulls my wife to sleep every night. I um, don't really know. And what's kind of <laughs> funny is that my husband consistently tells the people he works with, if I ever go missing, it's her. Yep. And he's a cop. I was like, babe, you can't tell people that. They're going to really think I'm trying to hurt you. I just like to listen to true crime. I, You know, it's the same way, like, I'll always watch. I'm just deathly afraid of sharks. I won't even go in the ocean past my knees. I'm just convinced <laughs> that the sea is not something I'm going to F with. Like yeah. mother nature is a, a beast and I will not mess with her. And if I go in the ocean, odds of me getting bit by a shark are probably a nine out of 10. That's just my logic. I'll watch Jaws all day. You feed yeah. your fear. But I also feel like, well, A, there, most of the time, there really ain't men out there getting murdered. Yes, men do get murdered. But yeah. obviously, majority of the time when we listen to those podcasts, shocker, it's a woman. Sure. And it's almost like a what not to do kind of scenario. But uh -huh. one that got me once that I was, I had to take a break for a little bit. It was this lady on um, crime junkie and she was a, like a fitness coach. And she uh -huh. was early morning in like some church that she ran classes out of. And she was murdered before her whole class got there. And they came in and they found her. And I remember my best friend listened to it first because naturally she's also a sicko and likes to listen to, I mean, like you said, all of us women are out here scaring ourselves. And <laughs> she was like, hey, don't listen to this one. So naturally, what did I do? I You're stopped listen to doing it. and I went and listened. And then she said, hey, don't watch the video that they posted with it. And I said, okay, I'm immediately going to watch this video. Yeah. It is this guy don't tell me lurking what <laughs> through this. Like they found the guy on video. They He had some weird like mask on. 
He uh-huh. is lurking through this building, trying to find her. I, for months, so I coach 5.30 a.m. Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. I am in a warehouse by myself in this creepy driveway. And I was just convinced I was going to be murdered for, I mean, it was at least six months that I would have my little knife and my fanny pack that I bring. Oh, yeah. You know, because if you get stabbed by someone with a fanny pack, it's like way more intimidating. But oh, of course. Yeah. And any noise, I was like, well, here he is. He's coming to get me. But yeah, it is just a guilty pleasure. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like my wife absolutely loves murder shows, all yeah. the true crime shows, all the, you know, soccer, all, all that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and th- <laughs> there's some episodes like, cause she'll, you know, like she'll fall asleep to it on the TV and there's sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, Nope, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta turn this off. I gotta put You're on like, like, I am scared. <laughs> not, not scared. Just disturbed. Like, like there are yeah. some of them that are real. like I can, so whatever I can handle the adult, you know, the adult ones. It's when they start like, you know, like killing off the kids and the family and all that. And I'm like, Nope. Yeah. No, I no, think no. it, I think it changes when you have kids because yeah. now all of a sudden you're like, wow, people like this exist out there. This is real. I'm never letting you leave the house again. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it gets, yeah, it get, it gets a little too close to home with that kind of stuff. It's like, oof, yeah. nope. I, um, I now exclusively listen to ones that are solved because if it's unsolved, I just get mad. So yeah. I'm like, well, nope, I need justice. <laughs> well, there's a great podcast that you need to go listen to. Um, I listened to it years ago probably like six, seven years ago. It's called S town. Why does that sound so familiar? I feel like I've heard of it. I didn't listen. You may to have. It was, it's S town. It's like a eight or nine episode series. And mm. it's really, really good. I actually went yeah. back and listened to it again. Um, okay. But it's, it's, it's really good. It's kind of mystery, true crime. Very interesting. Okay. So yeah, go check that one out. I'll be, I'll be but, binging that very soon. <laughs> yes. So what are your plans going forward this year? I mean, I know you, are you going to rogue? Yeah, I'll be at rogue. You'll be mm-hmm. at rogue. Um, it's my you, first time going to rogue. I'm super excited. I'm not going this year. Um, maybe next yeah. year. Um, you know, once we, yeah, but I can only take so many trips. <laughs> so and yeah. Wadapalooza is the is the big one for me. Well, the games are the big one for me. Um, mm-hmm. but Wadapalooza is like my you know, I have responsibilities at Wadapalooza, so you know, I run the podcast I stage. Really feel and like things like there's that. not a huge gap between Rogue and Wadapalooza. It feels like it comes pretty quick. October, November, like, December, January. Yeah. I mean it's like, it's at you the got, end of October and then right at the beginning of January. I feel and then like you got Dubai up. shoved in the middle. Yeah. In December, December, I think December is Dubai. I think so. Cause there's Dubai. There's the, um, the down under. Oh yeah. Down under. Um, I know I'm forgetting one. Yeah. I, we all just need a giant calendar of the off season comps because yeah. every time I think I, I know all of them, all of a sudden another one pops up that people are like, Oh, you didn't know about that. You didn't well, know you I go. Didn't. I didn't. <laughs> well, Wadapalooza is going to be a big one um, this year. It's getting even bigger. Uh, Wadapalooza is going to be 
the things that I know. Uh, Water Blues You're is like, fantastic. And I can't tell you. And yeah. I should stop talking now. Um, but Water Blues is going to be bigger and better this year. Yeah. Uh, some of the improvements that are being made that they've even already talked about as far as like seating and, and tickets. Yeah, and I think they definitely made, a, made like some announcements saying that kind of they took the feedback that people have given in the past and really ran with it, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I love to see people actually asking for feedback and then capitalizing on that. Um, yeah. So often it's just like a, yeah, yeah, we heard you like whatever, but I, I will be back on the podcast stage and hosting the podcast stage at, at Wadapalooza. Uh, very exciting. Some big news coming from that as well, uh, which we can't really announce yet, but um, I've teased it, uh, you know, a little bit. So stay tuned on the, on the, on the social medias and all that sort of stuff. Cause there's some big things coming out of Wadapalooza this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also we've got Wadapalooza in September. So we two Waterpaloozas next year. Crazy. Uh, going, going to California. So I will probably be there, um, which means I'll probably skip Rogue again because I can't do so You're like, trips. and I'm destined to never go to Rogue. I you, mean- know the, you know the part about the four kids and the wife that is a champ and stays at home with them while I'm off gallivanting the country, chasing my CrossFit dreams? That's right. Yeah. That, that's she's holding the- it down, but she's like, yes. don't you get too crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I paid for the games for a while. <laughs> I mean, and like, I don't know. I just, I love Waterpalooza so much. Like, A, I love it because Miami is just such a great city. It's such cool vibes, but I'm really it's excited. It's the all-star game. It's the all-star game. It, it is. And it's fun. Like, yeah. I tell people, when I work with brands, I tell brands, if you're going to go to a competition, go to Waterpalooza because it's yep. such a, like, it's a fitness festival yes. as opposed to all, like, these other competitions, obviously, the focus is the competition. That's the same with Waterpalooza, but people just go there for the experience of the entire thing, not just to watch people compete. And I feel like as a brand, to me, I would want people who are wanting to interact with vendors and wanting to do the fun spectator stuff and just, yeah, it's such a cool energy. So I'm excited to see how it's recreated in California. Yeah. I, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in California and how that, mm-hmm. how that shakes out. Um, but Miami this year is going to be just the footprints even bigger. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be legit. I already and, booked my room. Yeah. So did I, uh, did I No, Because I'm thinking it's going to be, I think it's already. Yeah. Well, speaking of spouses holding it down, normally my husband stays home and watches the dogs and he's very cranky that he is not coming with me to Rogue. He is not a happy camper, but I told him that he can come to Miami this year. So, well, my daughter is kind of on the in between whether or not she's going to be able to be able to come. Ooh, she's not going to be happy if she can. You're Um, like, I'm too scared to tell her if she (laughs) can't. Well, so we had to have a conversation, uh, my wife and I, because she's the one that has to like, I'm working. So she's the one that has to like chase her around and stuff like that. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not my call. I'll back you up on whatever you say. Yeah. But like I'm working, I'm doing other things. I don't mind if she comes, but I know it's a lot on you. So that's kind of where, where it's at. But it's, uh... what was the number one question I was asked at the CrossFit games by, Danny Spiegel, Amanda Barnhart, Fisa Gaffey, and everybody else that knows her. Mm-hmm. So where's Stella? <laughs> where's Stella at? I'm like, yeah, 
Everybody was asking where she was. Like literally the first question I got from all the games athletes, where's, where's Stella? You should probably so. just like change your name to like Stella's manager or something. <laughs> Actually that's Danny. When I talked to Danny Spiegel, she was like, you should just lead with your, your Stella's dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's not, let's um, not give people your name here. Let's just yeah. tell them who you really are. Stella's exactly. dad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it, it was fun though. She definitely wants to come to the games, but that's going to be a, that's going to be a big trip. Um, yeah. Obviously we got to see how Fort Worth is going to be. Um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. we, we haven't even scratched anything on that. Uh, but thoughts on Texas this year. I'm excited because I feel like there's so much in that area, even just for spectators to be able to, you know, go out after the games, be able to have a lot to see, just feel like it's a very built up area. Obviously mm-hmm. the question we all have is kind of the heat and we know that yeah. most of it's going to be indoors. Um, I guess for me, as someone who's always kind of worked with brands and worked with sponsors, um, my question is always about layout. Like yeah. I want to, I want to know that people who are investing and in going as a vendor, as whatever level of participation they would have, that they're going to get the most foot traffic. They're going to get the most, um, the most value out of it for what they pay. And so I'm curious to see kind of what that will look like. Obviously that's something that we see very close to the games actually happening. But for me, it's if it's all indoors and there's a way that you can have people walking by vendors and being a little more interactive with them, as opposed to just kind of having them off to the side. I think that's a really cool, like, win-win for everybody but now what i will say is it looks like it has a lot of um what's what's the word like uh, they do rodeos and things there okay um so it looks like there's a lot of pavilion space awesome yeah so that's good when it comes to like the vendors and things like that Mm -hmm. um so it looks like there is like and this is all just like satellite views and like things around it but it looks like there's a lot of pavilion space um, because they do a lot of livestock and 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 stuff there, mm-hmm. so it has a potential of of having some big areas. What yeah. I'd like to see, if we're talking about the heat, and and, and that's a big co- you know conversation, mm-hmm. and we're talking about putting things indoors outdoors, you know, let's flip it, let's flip it, let's do the daytime stuff indoors, and then that giant football stadium that's right next to it. That has, and I think I looked up the capacity. The capacity was like, I want to say, thirteen to fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. Pack the football stadium and do something under the lights. Oh, thought it would just be be amazing, all time high. Oh yeah, you do an outdoor under the lights, Friday night lights, this legit is, Friday night lights. So this is such the hard part, though, and you know this because you're in Florida. It doesn't cool down that much at night. No, but you also know, yes, it's hot, but it's not sun blazing down on you hot. A hundred percent. I think definitely, obviously you take the sun out of the equation. It's going to be different. Yeah. So I just know that if we're talking about Madison, Wisconsin, and people are passing out from the heat, we, we ain't messed with Texas yet. Like, (laughs) yes, absolutely. So yeah. And I feel like we'll see how it plays out. 
And I, I feel like athletes are going to have to get there a lot earlier than they might in Madison because acclimating to that weather, if you're not used to it, I don't know. I, I could see that being a factor. Like I would never want to, if there was an outdoor event, if I was an athlete, I would want to feel used to the climate. Like I think about, gosh, when I was in Madison, I did a workout with the mayhem team out in their little setup in the campgrounds. Oh, yeah. So did I. Yep. Yeah. It was awesome out there. I loved it. Oh, yeah. And everyone that I worked out with was like, huh, this is weird. You're not sweating. I said in Charleston, I sweat walking from my car into the gym because yeah it's so humid. And so just even the temperature changes from being in the same country, traveling to different parts. If you think about someone who's like, I grew up in New Jersey. If I went from New Jersey to Texas and went outside and said, okay, ready to compete. I would have died. (laughs) So you're you're in Charleston? Yeah, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. You're not that far from us then. No, not that Um, far. Yeah. Actually, I drove through Charleston just a couple weeks ago. Oh, no way. Um, Did you see me? No. <laughs> yeah, five thirty in the morning in the class with the. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> worst fear unlocked. I now I told everybody my worst fear. People are gonna mess with me. Um. Yeah, especially with Halloween coming around. We uh. Yeah, we've got uh. We we have an event at our gym. Uh, I go to Tier One CrossFit in Ocala, mm-hmm. and we have a an event called Total Terror, and it's a lifting event. But we all dress up in like. It, oh, it's so all fun. it's all based around Halloween, so like we'll all dress up in costumes and and do the either the CrossFit total or the other total, yeah. or the or the two competitions, and it's oh, based awesome. off it's all based off Wilk scoring, mm-hmm. so it's you know body weight versus actual weight moved, yeah, and it's a percentage you know percentage base. So somebody who's heavy and can lift a lot is it's balanced. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is balanced. A, it's not just total weight. So, as a big B out here, I'd be like, "Dang it!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my numbers are way less impressive now. <laughs> I know, but then you throw yeah. my daughter in the mix, and you know she's got a hundred pound back squat, a uh, hundred and twenty five pound deadlift, and she's seventy five pounds. So it's all it's all this gravy for her. Stella's dad. This is I why Stella's dad. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So she's out there killing it. But Kelly, thank you so much coming on the show and doing this and tell everybody how they can follow you and how they can follow, um, FemFit society and you get in, in contact and all the, all the, all the social Um, stuff, all the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you guys can check us out on our website, femfitsociety.com. Um, you can also catch us on Instagram at femfit society and we've got tons of pop-ups on our website to subscribe you can also subscribe at the link in our bio um if you felt like following my account it's not as cool as fun fit societies but it's at stronger with kelly um but yeah no thank you so much for having me this is super fun um, absolutely and we'll i won't see you at rogue but definitely see you in miami miami for, for Wadapalooza, which like i'm right down the road from there right now but uh you know great it's work so But thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, we'll talk soon for sure. Awesome. Awesome. You've been listening to the Wix Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.